Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Very exciting show for you today. The title of today's show is Nonprofit Leadership and Civic Engagement, How We All Can Make a Difference in Our Communities. Now, we see newspaper headlines all across the country. They're running stories related to social ills and challenges faced by those in mainstream society. Social ills such as poverty, homelessness, and single-parent families. However, there are also stories of those individuals and organizations that are making a difference when it comes to eliminating some of these social challenges and barriers to individual successes. These heroes are often found in the nonprofit sector of leadership. Now, on today's show, we have one of those heroes. We have Mrs. Mariti Carthen, who will be joining us to share her story as it relates to leading a nonprofit organization. But before we do that, you know I have to remind you, I want to hear from you. Make sure you're tweeting to me at Jason Carthen. And also, make sure if you have any desire to interact with us, you can send us a note. You can drop us an email at info at Jason Carthen. I definitely want to uh, hear from you. And just one last reminder, make sure you navigate to JasonCarthen.com because my reality is that I care about your personal development. I want to see you grow, and I want to make sure you are maximizing your opportunities And once you uh, really go to JasonCarthen.com, you'll see we have personal development tools. We have a lot of things that are there for you. And we also have a free gift for you. If you navigate over to the right side of the page and you give us a little bit of information, you will receive three free success videos. Also, the Monday Morning Leadership Minute. You don't want to miss out on that. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Mariti Carthen. She is the executive director of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, a leading national organization that equips the next generation of society's leaders for life's possibilities. Prior to joining the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, Mariti cultivated over a decade of relationships through direct sales and process management for multi-tiered institutions in academia. Mariti holds both a bachelor's degree in business and a master's degree in organizational leadership from Regent University. And if you really think about the reality of what nonprofit entails, Mariti has a very storied background. She's she's engaged tens of thousands of student leaders nationwide and promoted a unified national voice for young adults as they navigate the challenges and opportunities in life. Mariti resides in Aurora, Ohio. And she is married to me, Dr. J. That's right. (laughs) The leadership linebacker. My bride is here today and we have five wonderful little girls. She's also an avid runner. She's participated in multiple marathons. She's a golfer and she's just an all around wonderful lady. Welcome to the show, Mariti. How are you, gorgeous? I'm good. Thank you so much. I don't think I've been anybody's hero. (laughs) Well, I think some of our young people would, uh, beg to differ with you. And I, and I think the reality is that it's that type of attitude that really sets you apart as a leader uh, in a nonprofit setting because the humility that you've demonstrated, and I've seen you do it when we've uh, went out to the community and we've interacted with other people, 
you always have this level of humility, but you're doing some great things. Uh, where did you get that from? I mean, did you grow up with that, or what was that like? Well, always trying to make a difference is uh, has been part of my background, I guess. When you grow up with uh, older siblings and you're the youngest one, you're always trying to be better than your your older siblings. Yes, yes, yes. So did you guys have any sort of competition, you know? What uh, was that like? It was pretty much anything he could do, I could do better. So if my brother <laughs> came in with a 3.9, I was going for a 4.0. There you go. And you, you've done well in school. I don't know if you want to share with our listeners, but... You've, you've had a track record of doing well in school, and I, I know that you are actually uh, looking forward to uh, May this year, right? Yes. All right. Walk the stage. That's right. That's right. So we're going to have some warmth then, too. Virginia Beach, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. A little brief uh, tutorial of my journey. Graduated uh, a year early of high school, mm-hmm. and then I uh, started off in, um, in, in a traditional college route. Then jumped off the traditional route, went to the military, and then came back to the non-traditional route to uh, continue my education. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited that it's over with. Now I can just learn for fun. <laughs> learn for fun. Oh, I'm going to have to use that. I mean, we need to tell our young people that because I know sometimes school can feel like a burden, but it's something I share all the time. I mean, you never really stop learning. Uh, it, the goal is to be a lifelong learner because at the end of the day, there are different things and different skill sets that we all need to possess. And the best way to do that is to pick up a book and read it or get involved uh, with a webinar or training or something like that that will help you to uh, continue to learn in your life. But, Marie, let me switch gears here now. Why why a nonprofit? I mean, you you were in academia. You have over a decade doing that sort of thing. And, and many people would say, hey, school and and academics is big business. I mean, you're, you're guaranteed a job because young people are always enrolling in colleges, but you've decided to go the non-traditional route. Why a nonprofit? Is it tied to your purpose or something, or what's that all about? Uh, it's definitely tied to my purpose. Um, I truly believe that my purpose is to serve others. And so in order to serve others, uh, I'd like to give back. And growing up, in a house, like I said, you know, full of siblings. We uh, we grew up down the street from uh, the Boys and Girls Club. Mm. And so I've always been a part of something bigger, which is changing lives. And that's what I feel I've been led to do. Yes. Well, I tell you what, I have to echo those sentiments. I was a part of the Boys and Girls Club, and there were many relationships that were started back then, uh, playing basketball, learning about team sports, and and the reality of being a good member of society, you know? So I think the Boys and Girls Clubs, they probably ignited a fire in you, and and you're continuing to walk that thing out even now. But what would you say to those people that would say, well, is it is it tied to your purpose? And if so, how do I get there, you know? Well, everybody's purpose is different. And just in working with you and following your guidance, you have to find out what your purpose is in life. So... For me, the nonprofit is tied to mine because when I worked at the Boys and Girls Club at the age of 16, it was my my favorite job. It was like I could do this all day and even and not get paid for it at the time. I was 16 years old, you know. Excellent. So I enjoyed doing it. So it didn't feel like a job. It didn't feel like a chore. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, okay, I'm I'm tutoring this person in their homework. I'm helping this person read. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm just engaging with these individuals and in, in the banquets. I was uh, MC, keynote speaker, uh, different things like that. I enjoy doing all of that. And so for me, it's tied with your purpose because when you find your purpose, 
it doesn't feel like work. Wow. Now, see, that's solid. And I tell people that when I do the different trainings and seminars and workshops, you know, I share with people that when your feet hit the floor in the morning and you're excited about what's going to take place that day, then it's no longer work. And it has to be tied to your purpose. And it sounds like you found that, you know, by being able to serve others, helping others. And I've actually seen you at work, uh, your relationships with with other uh, young people and women specifically, you guys are able to speak into one another's lives and have a certain depth of relationship that comes from service and being real with people. So I, I commend you on that. I know sometimes I may get in trouble for this, but I know sometimes men, we have a, a challenge or a barrier to depth of relationship sometimes. And and I really look at how you do things and how you engage others, and I think that's that's fantastic. Now, but let me ask you now, if we start talking about nonprofits and we start looking at these for-profit entities, for-profit entities are very strategic. They're very bent on planning. They have quarterly goals, all these different things. How important is planning for a nonprofit? It's just as important as planning for for-profit. Uh, we do strategic planning as well. We have quarterly meetings. We have annual goals. Uh, there's always a trigger going off that we need to meet something. So whether you're for-profit or nonprofit, the value is, is just as important. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking about uh, strategic planning, do you guys have a set of goals that you have structured for each year? that you're trying to achieve? Yes, we have one for each year and also for each program because each program has a different outcome. Wow. Okay, that's good stuff. So if you're in a nonprofit sector, listeners, make sure you understand that this is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Whether or not you're in for-profit or nonprofit, you still have to have goals that are going to help to chart the course for the uh, entity. And that's very important. I think a lot of times we, we get this idea that you know, nonprofits are reactionary, but in reality, that's not the case. And it sounds like the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, they have just a set idea of what they want to achieve. And that's that's very important. So let me ask you, is there some sort of special training required to start a nonprofit? Or do you even have some training after you've started it? What's it like? I definitely, um, for my own personal journey, I wanted to get as much training as possible before I took over uh, the nonprofit. I started with the BVU. Oh, Business Volunteers Unlimited. Yes, yes, I've heard of them. Um, I think that they are doing a lot of things, and we're actually going to talk about them a little bit later on. They're part of the uh, Center for Nonprofit Excellence, so that's going to be good to hear about that. When you went through that training, you, did did you feel like it equipped you to be able to do the things you need to do? or It did. It gave me some nuggets to put in my toolbox. Uh, and definitely I was in a room full of other uh, nonprofit workers, whether they were executive directors or just uh, a part of a team. And so we each bounced ideas off of each other and we had somebody presenting to us. So it definitely, definitely helped. Oh, great. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I am a strong proponent of training. Uh, it's something that you know, I found over the years, uh, sometimes people just don't have a good idea of how to complete their task or what's being required of them. And when they're set up for training through places like the BVU or the Center for Nonprofit Excellence, they are able to not only develop those skills, but when they are interacting with their colleagues, then they can show them 
how to do things. So it's almost like a, a sort of a circle, you know, that's unbroken. You have this training that helps you to move forward. So that's good stuff. Excellent. Excellent. So, Marie, let me ask you, when you are approaching uh, some of your different tasks that you have to do uh, with the lot initiative, how do you go about doing that? Do you are you one of those people that you're very visual and you have to write this stuff down? Or are you one of those people that you just grab the iPhone and you just plug the stuff in and that's it? No. Um, as much as I love technology, it took me a while to get started with um with writing things down. I have um post-it notes all over my wall, um, downstairs in my office, and, and what I do with those post-its is those post-its guide me as to what I, I'm doing. But I, the first thing I do is I pull my nuggets out from the training that I received. Uh, I went through a um, project organization training, and oh. so it actually taught me how to outline my project, how to give myself a timeline, how to set goals that I can achieve so that I can see the progress as I'm moving forward. Wow. So along with all my post-it notes that I have in my office, I pull out my nuggets and go, okay, let's use the stuff that you learn to make yourself successful. And that's how I stay on track. Wow. Okay. So do you set all this stuff up uh, at the beginning of each week with the nonprofit or is it something that is just ongoing and you're marking it off the list? A lot of the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis is ongoing, but in order for it to, to start, I start with um, weekly goals. Wow, weekly goals. And you know what? i tell you what. You're going to get me in trouble here because I, I get excited about the whole idea of goal attainment. It, it's very important to write this stuff down because if you don't, it's going to be very difficult to uh, be able to move forward. Well, hey, we are talking to Mariti Carthen. She is the executive director of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, and I am glad that everyone is tuning in with us. We want to hear from you, so make sure you're tweeting to us. Stay tuned, everybody. All right, everybody. Hey, you are back with the Leadership Linebacker. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, and we are having some good conversation here. We are actually talking about nonprofit leadership and civic engagement and how we all can make a difference in our communities. And we have a very special guest today, my beautiful bride, Mrs. Mariti Carthen. She is uh, talking about how she is heading up some things in the community, and she's really having an impact. And I know she's having an impact along the lines of tens of thousands of young people. I know for a fact that we were able to go into uh, 10 prisons in 2014, and we served close to seven thousand inmates where we're able to go in there and make an impact and talk to them not only about making good choices but letting them know that hey your life may be on pause right now but you're going to come back into the community and we want to make sure that you're going to be an actively involved and civically engaged uh, participant in the community and we also talk to them about the message of Jesus Christ which is very important to us as believers and also with a faith community focus that's very important so Mariti let me ask you with the leaders of tomorrow initiative if someone wanted to maybe volunteer or if someone wanted to get in contact with you where would you send them and how can they get in contact with you uh, the first place I would send them is to the website, which is www.thelotinitiative.org. 
we're on the website. There is applications uh, there for our mentoring program as well as our volunteer program and so much more. We offer a lot of things to uh, our community and, and those outside of the community as well. I also have a phone number for everybody if they're ready to write it down. It's 330-425-0962. Excellent. Excellent. So you guys are connected uh, in the community, and I know that you have a lot of volunteers. I know with the mentoring program, I have heard about uh, just the annual training. Uh, if someone wants to get involved, I know you may share about that a little bit later on, but if if they want to mentor, there's a process they have to go through, right? Absolutely. Okay. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. So, Mariti, share some knowledge with us. When you start talking about leading an organization like this, there are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of things that may be going on that, you know, some people may not know actually exists with a nonprofit organization. They may think, well, if I just, I don't know, go and fill out some sort of form, I can become a nonprofit, but what advice would you give to someone who wants to start a nonprofit? Uh, the first thing I would tell anybody that wanted to start a nonprofit would be to seek a mentor. Um, and it's probably why it's one of my most favorite parts of our nonprofit, the mentoring piece. It, it's mm -hmm. great to have somebody there in your corner to guide you, give you feedback, and just uh, help you along the way so you're not lost trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah. And like I said, there are a lot of moving parts. And with that mentor piece, would that person be someone who is well versed in a nonprofit setting or someone that can just sort of direct you in a, in a direction that you need to go in terms of leadership and daily activities for success? I think if you could find both, you're great. You'd be in even better shape. But I would say if you're going for a nonprofit, you want to find somebody that's successful in a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. No, and I think that's that's probably good advice. I, I think that at the end of the day, you want someone who has demonstrated success. They have demonstrated the ability to not only uh, be successful uh, with just having a discipline <laughs> that it requires to lead a nonprofit, but also someone who is going to be able to tell you, you know, well, these are some of the things you want to stay away from, or these are some of the things that uh, you may want to focus on initially. So what were you going to say? Were you going to say something there? My, uh, my mentor is uh, also my sister-in-law. She does a fantastic job running the Friendly Center in Toledo, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of I follow her lead as to, to what to do. And, and it, not only that, though, but I get a great opportunity to go and have lunch with her and just kind of discuss what we're doing. So our mentoring with each other is huge as well, too. And so she's in a nonprofit and following her lead is very, very helpful. And I'm just blessed that she's my sister-in-law as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I know that she uh, she has many war stories. I've heard you two talking. <laughs> and I know it can be a little interesting because, it, again, uh, leading a nonprofit is not for the faint of heart. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but there are some very unique challenges that you encounter when you are Heading up a nonprofit, uh, but there are a lot of uh, moving parts, and it's just so important to be intentional with your focus. Uh, I know some people that I've talked to in the past, the way you said it earlier, you have to write down your goals, make sure that you are setting these things forward. You have your nuggets that you're working with specifically, but I think the one caveat that our listeners need to understand, if you're going to head up a nonprofit, you have to have discipline. You have to make sure that you're intentional in your effort. Would you talk to our listeners just a little bit about the importance of discipline and why it's necessary? Discipline is huge, uh, especially not only for nonprofits, but 
for for profits as well. Um, being able to set your goals and be disciplined and stick to it. I remember uh, in the past uh, when I would I was doing a certain task and it didn't work. I would want to immediately change it and and do something different to figure it out. And you spend more time rewriting and rewriting than if you just stick to the goal, see it through, make adjustments instead of rewriting, mm -hmm. and then carry it on out. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, and the whole idea of adjustments, oof. Now, that can be hard because if you're married to an idea and you're married to the, the goal, then sometimes making an adjustment, it can be a pride thing. <laughs> you want to stick with it. How do you deal with that? Well, I guess one of my many blessings is being married to you. I get to watch you in action every day and see how you're very disciplined and what you do. So I follow your lead. And oh. so just so our, our listeners can hear that, I follow my husband's lead. Oh, I, boy. I watch how... You get up every morning and you do what you need to do to empower society, to encourage these individuals and get out here and give them tokens that they can be successful. I take those tokens, too. Oh, honey, thank you for that. And to our listeners, I mean, yes, she's going to get dinner now. Yes, she's going to get dinner. It's covered. I mean, that was a great brownie point. That was good. Very good. So with that being said, though, I have my days where – you know, I'm tired. Typically, I have a, a, a 5 a.m. workout, and after that, you know, I get my day started, and sometimes that discipline can wane. <laughs> it gets uh, less and less as the day goes on, but it sounds like tied to what you described to us earlier, when you have your purpose in place and you have discipline sprinkled in, you stay focused. You can do the things that you need to do, and it sounds like you have that recipe for success, and that's good. That's what we want to have happen. Now, I know we're going to be transitioning here in a minute uh, to uh, break, but I want to ask you the last couple of minutes here, in your opinion, what is the biggest challenge in leading a nonprofit and why? In leading a nonprofit for myself, the biggest challenge has been fundraising, mm -hmm. uh, trying to get uh, your database full of consistent donors to give to the programs that you have and being able to gain exposure to share with people uh, your purpose of the nonprofit. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to meet with donors. You have to meet with individuals and, and share with them, you know, your mission, your vision, what you're trying to do out there. And, and the fundraising piece is just huge. So yes. you have to make sure, you know, we talked about your goals, your purpose, your discipline. You have to make sure you have all those in line. So when you go and speak to someone, you know, you give them everything. And then at the end, you've developed a relationship with them. And then it continues uh, to keep going forward. Absolutely. You know what? That is that's great. I mean, your your response is dead on, because when I talk to individuals, uh, the whole idea of creating a consistent and accurate database is so important. And it's not just a, a database of just individuals that you log in. But these represent relationships. I mean, these are individuals that are they're tied in, they're connected to the nonprofit, uh, they're reaching out, they're staying engaged, they're showing up at events, and, and they're also volunteering. So just the idea of having that, that go-to list uh, to be able to engage with your people and your constituents is so important. Now, when you say fundraising, now, a lot of people would say, well, you know, hey, money's out there. It's, it's, it's available. I think that, you know, I'd love to hear more from you in our, in our closing couple of minutes here uh, just about the importance of having consistent funding. Because 
you have some great programs. I've been to the website. I know what you're doing in the prisons. I know what you're doing with mentoring. I know what you're doing with Healthy Marriage Initiative. Now, with all these programs, they require some funding, right? Absolutely. So so what's the importance there with the whole funding piece? Well, I think you hit on it a little bit earlier, but you didn't. Uh, you may not have noticed that you hit on it. You said list when you were talking about database. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I'm very intentional with my fundraising and my list is I want to make sure that the donors that I have on certain lists aren't bombarded with the other things that they're not interested in. So, for example, if you're interested in my healthy marriage and you'll get the healthy marriage newsletter, you'll get... Uh, updates from the Healthy Marriage Now program. I'm not going to send you information about the mentoring program if you don't have any youth that are being mentored. So just catering to your donors and and giving them the information that they need and and making sure you're delivering the information that's wanted and not just information dumping on somebody. That's the importance for me. Yes, and that's solid. And that's, that's a great sign of really strategic leadership because if you are making sure that you are catering to very specific uh, tracks of your donors, then that's a good thing because in this information age, people get so many emails, they get these mailers, all these different things. And the last thing we want to do is bombard people with information that they don't need. So, hey, everyone, we are talking to Mrs. Mariti Carthen, and she is doing things in the community. You have young people that are being impacted. And we're not talking about two or three. We're talking about thousands here, whether it's outreaches, whether it's uh, different uh, programs in the schools. Uh, I remember you did something with uh, Bissell Reading Night, you know, so that's that sort of thing is very important. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Make sure you stay connected with us and we'll talk again. back. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, and I'll tell you what, we have been having some lively discussion here. We have Mrs. Mariti Carthen here. She's the executive director of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, and you know what, Miss Mariti, I know that's what a lot of the students uh, actually call you. If people want to get connected with the LOT Initiative, can you tell them again where they need to go? Oh, you could go on Facebook, Twitter, or again, the website is www.thelotinitiative.org. Sorry, something must have been wrong with my mic there. <laughs> okay, I was I was looking at you like, well, uh, okay, <laughs> live radio, you got to love it, everybody. So one of those things that, you know, we want to make sure people understand is that the nonprofit sector requires people in the community in order to be able to move forward. And the way we have things uh, set up these days, there are volunteers that want to do things, but sometimes we may limit them. We may say, well, we only want you to volunteer for this specific thing, or we uh, only have space for you to do this. What would you say to those individuals that would like to get involved on a volunteer basis? What, what would you, what sort of person fits that bill? The, what first, they look like? the first thing I would say is that those individuals that are getting turned away for only wanting to have somebody have them volunteer to do certain things, I would tell them to go to www.thelotinitiative.org because there's always room to volunteer and there's no limitations on what you can volunteer. I mean, uh, free help is help and that's what we need. So an individual that's looking to volunteer, I would definitely tell them to connect with me, uh, go to the website, fill out the volunteer application. Let's grab a cup of coffee, get talking on how we can impact the lives of the youth. 
Absolutely. So it sounds like there is a need there. So if people want to be involved, all they need to do is reach out. I think there's a form or something on the website they need to fill out, the volunteer application. But there is no limitation in terms of just being able to impact your community, if I hear your messaging correctly. Absolutely. I don't want anybody to feel like they can't help. Everybody, if you want to help, you can help and you can make a difference. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, hey, it seems like we just had a question come in. Uh, Mr. Scott Garcher, I should have known. What words of encouragement do you have for those that are in the for-profit sector wanting to go to the nonprofit arena? Wow, we have a two-part question here. Well, you know what, Mrs. Carthen, I am going to try and answer this, and then I want to hear your input. You know what, Scott? I think that's a great question, first of all. And one of the things that I would say is that positioning is everything. I mean, if you have decided that you want to make that leap, there are some things that probably need to be in place. Uh, And Mrs. Carthen, you can share with us, but I think that if you are desiring to do that, you probably want to do some internships. You probably want to do some volunteering, you know, to sort of get yourself ready. Because I've seen people in the past that would say, hey, you know what, uh, I want to make this leap. But when they get in there, they go, oh, this is not what I expected. <laughs> so maybe this is not something I want to do. So preparation is key. And then also making sure that you you really have a very realistic view of what you're getting yourself into. Would you care to add anything to that? The, the only thing I would add is, you know, follow your heart. I have a girlfriend who actually is a teacher in the public school system, and she started a nonprofit herself. And so my advice to her was what I told everybody, get a mentor so you can mm-hmm. make sure this is, you know, what you want to do. And the reality was for her, she's like, wow, I started this nonprofit, but it's not taking off like I wanted it to. And so I'm like, well, be patient. You know, you got to water it. You got to talk to it. You got to keep it going so that it grows. Um, And so she's like, my ultimate goal is to be able to resign as a teacher and take my dreams of helping these students and continue with the nonprofit. So the vision, the mission is all there. And so I'm like, okay, well, you need a mentor now. And I stay connected with her as well and offer her guidance. And you just keep going. So if if that's what your heart wants, then you have to find a way to make it work for you and and get a mentor. Excellent. Excellent. And you know what? So, Mrs. Carthen, it sounds like if you have the, the dreams and the desires there, then you actually have to have someone who's going to jump in the trenches with you, you know, right. that mentor, and then also coaching too, Absolutely. Maybe? Okay, excellent. Now, and Scott had a second part to his question. He said, what needs to be in place prior to making the jump? Well, uh, Scott, now see, now you're meddling. I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's something that I always talked about. If you're going to move into the nonprofit sector, and it, and it may be your uh, organization, then you want to make sure that you have funding sources available to you. Because, again, it's nonprofit for a reason. <laughs> I mean, it's not the corporate sector. So you have to make sure you have support. And whether or not you're a uh, Youth for Christ or a Young Life, uh, which I love Young Life, they've done some great things, um, you have to make sure you have funding in place so you can actually achieve some of the goals you want to see happen. So before making the leap, I would make sure that I have a set uh, list of individuals that I could contact and talk to about supporting your efforts, uh, especially if it's a faith-based endeavor. Uh, but if it is something related to uh, the nonprofit sector where you're going to be providing a social engagement or civic engagement uh, in more of a societal setting, 
then you also still want to have maybe some corporate sponsorship or funding or a foundation uh, backing you in that way. So great questions, Scott. And hey, please keep those questions coming. We always love to hear from you. You can tweet to us at Jason Carthen. And I think, Mrs. Carthen, you had something else you want to share? Yes. And with those people that you, you reach out to and you get them to jump on the bandwagon with you to support you, you want to keep them in the loop of things. You don't just want to hit them up every time you need a donation or yes. every time you need a sponsorship. Let them know what you're doing. Send them a newsletter. Uh, keep them updated. And when you're having struggles, let them know. They may have some advice for you, you Absolutely. know, because maybe they had thought about starting a nonprofit and they just couldn't do it for whatever reason, but they have a dream or something they want to share with you, then you can use that as well. And, and you know what? I just, I love what you just shared because many times, you know, to Scott's question earlier, I mean, you, you may not want to uh, venture out on your own, but if you can partner with a nonprofit and you have like-minded goals and or desire to see things happen, then it's even better. You know, we'll do the heavy lifting and make sure that we are still moving forward and you're seeing society impacted in a positive way. And you know what, Marie, to your point, right now, our website, the website that I've seen you on, the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative or the Lot Initiative is totally <laughs> being redone. So it's, it's more vibrant. It's a lot of color there. Uh, you see some of the Carthen scholars there. There's video there. It's all these things. So to your point, it's so important to engage and let people know that you have a story to tell. And I, I tell people all the time, and I've heard you say it when you've keynoted or if you've been in front of people as an MC, you tell people that there are stories here. Everyone has a story. And I know that you try your best to do that on the website by telling that story. How important is telling the story to the community and also to contributors? It's huge. You don't want to be the best kept secret when you're trying to make a difference. You don't. That's not that's not the goal. The goal isn't to stay low key. The goal is to get exposure, gain exposure. Uh, it's kind of with a nonprofit. You have that right to go. Hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. That's yes. your chance to go. I'm making a difference because you're not doing it for you or for the sake of somebody saying thank you. You're doing it because you're making a difference in an individual's life or a family's life, because we also adopt families around the holidays and mm -hmm. provide meals for them. So. You're, you're doing a difference. You're making a difference, rather. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can shout, hey, come join me. Help right. me make a difference in the world. Absolutely. That's good stuff. And, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, one thing, one caveat that you just shared that's so powerful, you, you don't want to block someone else's blessing. If you have an opportunity to say to them, hey, would you like to give? Would you like to be a part of this initiative? I mean, we're feeding the homeless. We're adopting 20 families where we're providing food around the holidays. Then that gives people an opportunity to say, yes, I'd love to be a part of that. Now, I can't go and do that. But if you're doing it, then absolutely we'll come alongside you and make that happen. Thereby, they're being blessed uh, for that opportunity. So. That's good stuff that you're talking about, and, and I love what you're sharing relative to just shouting it from the rooftops. Hey, be a part of this. You know, We are believing that our efforts and our missional objectives are really going to help people at the end of the day. And for our listeners out there, you know, if you have a desire to help uh, and you want to be a part of a team, you can come be a part of Team 99. I'll give you a T-shirt. <laughs> you can reach out to me on the website, give me a call, let me know what you want to help with and we can make it happen. Because as you sit on, on the couch and watch TV and you see those commercials for the Rescue Village or you see, you know, feeding the homeless or 
giving a child an opportunity. Those opportunities we have as well. We're here local, mm-hmm. um, but you can also help even if you're not local. Mm-hmm. That's, Absolutely. I mean, when we travel, our nonprofit goes with us. That's it doesn't right. just stay, you know, here in Ohio. Absolutely. Well, I, I, well, it's my understanding that uh, you got me tongue-tied there for a second. I, I, I <laughs> my reality is this. Uh, you, the, the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative is a national organization. I mean, there is impact. I mean, we've gone as far as Texas to California. I mean, just all over in terms of the impact. So if you want to get involved, make sure you reach out to Mrs. Carthen and make sure you stay connected. Make sure you follow us, too, on Twitter. Okay, and I know we're going to transition here in a second to break. But you know what, uh, Mariti, what what would you say? Okay, if you're a nonprofit uh, corporation and someone said, well, hey, just stand alone. You don't need community partnerships. What would you have to say to that? And take us to break, and we may have to pick it back up again after break. I would probably cross my arms and pout my lips out because it's really, really hard to do it on your own. You need community support. Absolutely. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, you know what, after the break, let's let's pick this up after the break. At the end of the day, it's so important to have partnerships, everybody. You know what, we're talking to Mrs. Meridi Carthen. She's the executive director of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative. And it sounds like if you go to www.thelotinitiative.org, you're going to have a lot of information for you. Okay, stay tuned with us. We'll be back here shortly. Hey, you know what? This has been an amazing show. We've been talking about some great things here. We have uh, Mrs. Marie Carthen. She is the executive director of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, and she's been sharing about some great things. Before we went to break, though, we were talking about the idea of a nonprofit entity trying to exist on its own without community partnerships. And you know what? I'd love to hear your perspective on that, Mrs. Carthen. What are your thoughts? Well, community partnership is huge uh, for the sake of the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative, because that's what I can speak to. Uh, We partner with uh, community colleges, schools, because first we establish a relationship with them. And then when we have events, we either gain sponsorship from them or the event goes to benefit them. So Mm -hmm. the whole relationship building piece is a huge piece because we can't exist alone. If we're just a nonprofit going, well, we make a difference. Well, how do you make a difference? Who do you connect with to make a difference? So, for example, we connect with Tri-C, and then with, through Tri-C, we mentor 40 of their students. So that's how we connect with them. We made a difference in 40 lives of 40 individuals that needed help. So that relationship is key. Now, when we have a golf tournament, we'll invite those 40 individuals to come and help out, gain exposure, and show our contributors, our donors, our supporters who we're helping and who we're impacting. Mm-hmm. So it's huge. You can't do it on your own. It, it's impossible to just go out here and right. and do it on your own. It, it really is. And and I think you're dead on because what happens a lot of times, you, you'll see some a little bit of competition uh, from nonprofit organizations. But what I've found over the years, after nearly two decades uh, working and partnering with people, you cannot exist as a sole entity. And these days, even uh, funders or granting organizations or granting foundations want to see collaboration. They want to see those community partnerships. It's just so important to make that sort of thing happen. 
And also your your efforts are doubled when you are able to partner with other entities. So it speaks to your point uh, that you just described. And now let me ask you, though, do you have to be intentional with that sort of thing? Absolutely. Again, just like the list mm-hmm. that you that you have your your, you know, your database for your donors and your contributors, you have to have your list of your community partners and you need to go and support them just like you want them to come and support you. Absolutely. So, I mean, if I get asked to MC a Tri-C banquet, then I'm going to go and do that because I'm going to eventually want some students from Tri-C to mentor or, you know, I want their support as well. So it's a let's do this together, not against each other, because if your goal at the end of the day is to make a difference, then we can make a difference together. Right. Yeah. And it's so much more. I mean, it's better to have more people involved and engaged and than just to say, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. And I know in the past year you've shared with me that, you know, there was a partnership with uh, Chick-fil-A. You were doing free leadership training sessions there. Uh, there were outreaches uh, with Bill Glass, Prison Ministries. So the, the partnerships are there. I mean, you mentioned one, but there's there's so many other things that are taking place with the Leaders of Tomorrow initiative. And Again, if people want to have a better understanding of what's taking place uh, and be patient, I know there are a lot of updates being taken or being done to the site. But if you go to the lot initiative dot org, you'll be able to see some of that stuff there. Now, before we transition into another question, you know what time it is. It's time for Dr. Carthens Corner each week. I feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character integrity and destiny focused leadership now you see that title destiny focused leadership that's a book that's going to be coming out soon so stay tuned for that this week i'm featuring the bvu or the center for nonprofit excellence they merged actually a couple of years ago and they're doing some amazing things in the community the center for nonprofit excellence mission is to promote business volunteerism and foster excellence in nonprofit organizations the BVU is a national model organization that strengthens nonprofits by involving thousands of volunteers from the community, engaging hundreds of business executive and professionals, and providing leading-edge board and management and training service for nonprofits. If you would like to get involved with them, please take a look at www.bvuvolunteers.org or give them a call at 216-736-7711 and definitely keep up the good work. We have actually done some things with them in the past. And at the uh, top of the show, Mrs. Carthen had talked about the training that exists for uh, nonprofit boards. And I know they do a good job with that. Remember, if you want to be a part of uh, Dr. Carthen's Corner, make sure you send us a email to radio at jasoncarthen.com. Or you can always feel free to uh, just send us a note or tweet to us. We'd love to uh, interact with you that way as well. So, Mrs. Carthen, how much does event planning play a role in achieving your nonprofit's goals? And I know that's that's a big thing there. Yes, event planning is huge. Uh, it's how you organize everything. And just because it's called event planning doesn't mean that it doesn't take place for your programs because each program is an event that takes place as well. So you have your event planning. For example, I have a golf tournament that's coming up in July. Mm-hmm. That's an event that I'm planning. I have a gala that's taking place in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I also right now have all school assemblies going on. So yes. the all school assembly programs is where, you know, we go into the schools and we talk to the individuals about, you know, their four purposes and how they can move forward in life and become successful leaders and just the value of, hey, we want you to do great things. Right. So even the all school assemblies 
even though it's called assemblies, it's an event. So planning is huge. Remember the post-it notes I told you about earlier in the show? Mm-hmm. The post-it note for each one of my programs, each one of my events that I'm doing. And those are what begin the stair-step climbing to my planning. Now, and I'm smiling at my bride here because, yes, I've seen the multicolored post-it notes all over the place. And <laughs> she's been doing that for a long time, but they're very effective. Uh, and She's able to... Uh, strike through uh, when something has been completed or even remove the post-it uh, period to uh, go on to the next thing that needs to be achieved. Now, when you talk about the school assemblies, you know, I have to share that I, I saw just the impact uh, most recently when you start talking about the four P's that you were talking about, the whole idea of purpose, passion, persistence, and partnership. The reality is that when a young person hears that there are different ways to chart a course for their lives, they get excited. They are really at a place where they can go, okay, you know what? The Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative just helped me to better uh, or more effectively plan my day and what I need to have happen. So that's good stuff. That is good stuff. I know you guys are doing some great stuff in the school, so that's important. So along with that, though, and I know we're, we only have a few minutes left, what can you tell me about this mentoring program that I've heard about several times uh, from others in the community, and I've seen it a couple of times as well? Well, our mentoring program, at, at the end of the day, the bottom line is to help make a difference in an, indiv- in an individual's life. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We have a three-by-one model that we follow. The three-by-one model is pretty simple. We do three points of contact with an individual. The first one can be a phone call or a text message. The second one is either a lunch or a Skype whatever you and your mentee decide. And then the third one, we come together as a group. And in that third one, we do it every quarter Mm -hmm. and we will actually do a lesson with them to make sure that the mentor is teaching the student or they're, you know, teaching each other uh, because young students now are are teaching us how to do things as well. And so it's a three by one model that we do for a one year program. Mm -hmm. We also uh, are afforded the opportunity to give these individuals a pre and post assessment so that they can track their journey and, and what they do. So if they start off with the program struggling in a certain area and they're like, this is what I need help with, we do a Mm pre-assessment. And then at the end of the one year, we do a post-assessment so that they can measure their success. Absolutely. So it is really, it sounds like it's a results-based model. It's not something that, you know, you have these uh, different opportunities to talk and engage, but we also want actionable information that that young person can use, and then also that mom and dad may be able to use uh, because they'll have a better idea of some of the different gains and strides that that young person is making as they grow and develop. Well, I tell you what, we are out of time. Mrs. Carthen, uh, I would like to have you come back on the show at some point. Would you be open to that? Absolutely. Can I squeeze in one little thing before I go? Absolutely. At the end of the day, my goal is just like I started at the beginning of the show with saying I grew up with the Boys and Girls Club. I want students, individuals all over the country to go. I was a part of Team 99 through the Lot Initiative. That's my end goal. Very good. Excellent. Thank you for being on the show. Well, hey, everybody, just want to highlight yet once again, we have the I Speak Life Academy that's going to be coming up very soon, March 28th. If you want to register, uh, you can go to... uh, jasoncarthen.com or you can call 855-227-8436. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate all of you. Stay connected. Bye guys. Bye-bye now.